0: Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm my, your host Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mister Producer Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will?
1: Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing?
0: Surviving. I'm here.
1: Yeah, yeah, just surviving. Happy present. For, present. Happy for a four-day week coming up.
0: Happy.
1: Happy. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't
0: know. laughs> That's a random thing to bring into the conversation, Will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think i i would ask the listeners to point out who references the pre-show more and on the actual show me no, or Will. No. that was a pre-show reference for all y'all who weren't here um
1: sorry you saw you going get to off. See this off me. yeah what, going off what the did rails. you
0: what did you say this is starting off smashingly yeah <laughs> smashing start
1: smashing start with uh, yeah yeah with our technical like delays with the
0: Skype Well, you just have to understand that as long as the show is recorded on Sunday nights, it's The Show and You stands between me and the season finale of Sharpa Objects. Okay. I
1: don't, I don't, I know we'll make it quick.
0: <laughs> Very important thing happening. Uh, that that show it, it it the last episode was a beautiful roller coaster ride. Mm of emotions and it is so fascinating how they're bringing every single storyline together and it all makes sense and it's just this tapestry that they've weaved i'm i'm so impressed by the show it should get emmys like it's that caliber wow
1: that's 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 pretty high praise that's pretty high praise i i've heard i've i've seen people uh, chat about it online and um uh, you yeah, know, their reaction is very similar to yours. It's very, very positive. I haven't seen any any negative reactions to it at all.
0: Yeah, I feel like this show is the female version of True Detective season one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just this fascinating tale from Although, and it has a though. lot of female characters and a lot of female issues stretched out across it.
1: Yeah. Don't say that because we all know how True Detective season two went.
0: Well, yeah, but I just watched the True Detective season three trailer, mm-hmm. and and you never know. And and plus, I said season one, so I yeah. didn't say just across the board True Detective. True. I said specifically season one.
1: Yes, I know, but we know how sophomore slumps go.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that this is going to get a sequel. Oh.
1: Okay.
0: It's it's a book. Will. Uh,
1: okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you educated me. I, I, I honestly, I have, I see people talking about it. I haven't like really spent that much time thinking about it. So clearly, that just was demonstrated right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like a sound bit for the A's. It's a buck. <laughs> I only, have so much
1: a, I only have so much yeah. fan. I only have so much bandwidth.
0: with. <laughs> and we're talking about a book, you know, without the pictures, i.e. Yeah. it's not a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't yeah. go over where suddenly yeah. characters who are dead are suddenly alive again and all yeah. that nonsense.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey
0: the, There is no reviving. <laughs> 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 well, no worries, because we're about to dive into my own ignorance because... You reminded me that I had saw the movie earlier this summer mm-hmm. called Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely forgot that I had seen this movie two months ago. Completely forgot that Will had yet to see this movie until he DM'd me, Sarah, I'm going to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: like, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so how was it, Will?
1: It was fun. It was fun. As you as you, as you. As you, as you... Said before about me, I, I get I am a completist, and um, that doesn't mean I'm gonna go watch Iron Fist season one. But for the most part, I'm a completist. I enjoyed Ant Man. Uh, definitely liked the be- better the sequel better than the first one. Uh, thought it was uh, a, a much more complete movie, uh, okay. and also just it was just one the age Michael Douglas was quite quite the feat of special effects there. I was like. I, it's like I'm looking back in the mirror, like romance in a stone or something like that. <laughs> looking back in time there, but uh, but yeah, I mean this, as I said, a very a much more complete story this time. And the spoiler alert: if you're one of the few people that hasn't watched this MCU film, the two bits at the end were one the direct uh, tie-in to Infinity War. Uh, where Scott goes back into the quantum realm and, uh, tried to get the healing, um or whatever the camera, what they call them, but, and then of course, the line goes dead, and then we go cut to the, to the rooftop, and seeing that, uh, um, Hank and everyone has been victims of the finger stamp. And then the other, mm-hmm. and then the other little tag at the end was just the ant playing the drums, which, you know. That that one you're forgiven to to have forgotten that one, but you shouldn't have forgotten the the Infinity War tie-in, especially given that you just watched Infinity War again, um, just just in the last week or so. Um,
0: I I never said that I forgot the snap. Okay, I just said I forgot that that movie happened. You know, <laughs> the two and a half hours or the yeah. two hours before Not, yeah. the, the snap scene. Um, Newslash didn't even say for that part. See. Went home, got on my computer, and googled what happened. <laughs> I kind of figured it was gonna do something like that, um, but yeah. So I I agree with you. Um, I think that this is I prefer Ant Man in the Wasp over Ant Man because of the villain. Mm-hmm. A I think it was a stronger villain. It tied a lot more into not only um Scott's story but also. To the, wolf, the wasp. Her story.
1: I agree with you. The energy, the Ant Man villain definitely, she was a, the ghost. Interesting villain as, as far as her story and also how it sort of tied to uh, Hank trying to rescue his wife.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, we're given that she was in the subatomic realm and where the MCU films are very good at are happy stakes. Um, mm-hmm. this that you did have the stakes because um if they had failed then both Hank Hank would have been trapped in the sub atomic quantum realm um and uh the ghost would have would have died. Now of course everyone did make it out um but um it, it, it you know again it was you know one of the good things about these films is even where it's you know the Ant-Man, who is not, like, you know, banner character, like, say, a Thor or, or Iron Man or Spider-Man. They have taken some of these peripheral characters and, you know, can show how you can actually build a feature film around it. And part of that is just the charisma of Paul Rudd. And, mm-hmm. he, and also, Evangeline Lily was also... She was also very, very good. But, um, but also, just the... Um, it was, it was just a good, it was just a good fun story. And, um, and I liked how they tied everything again, even though with these standalone films, they again remind you of the much larger universe and tied it back to the Civil War and it, what happened in Germany. And, right. um, yeah, it, it, and, you know, Scott's being on house arrest, um, and coming up with all the inventive ways of, uh, keeping him from, uh, not breaking his, uh, it's House Arrest Agreement. Uh, you know, it was great bits of humor in that. And Luis was just, uh, he was the, the, the whole, the whole true serum thing. That was just a good, funny riff throughout the film. Uh, especially right. like when they turned it around and the, uh, the bad guy was like, man, this stuff really is true serum. <laughs> and when they were just singing like the, like canaries to the cops. So yeah, like I said, it, it was a fun movie. And, um, Again, just to be, being the completest that I am, I can you know, safely say I've checked all the boxes for all the MCU, MCU films.
0: I think that my biggest issue with the film was that Scott became much more of a plot device in mm-hmm. this movie mm-hmm. than anything. It just felt like, even though it's Ant-Man and The Wasp, it very much felt like it was driven by her, Evangeline Lily's characters, um, desire to get her mom back, desire to kind of put scott in his place because mm. of what he did yeah <laughs> and and it's just and then ghosts too like everything she was trying to do she wanted vengeance she felt she she lost everybody around her and got put into like they really did a good job making you sympathize with her
2: yeah they did
0: and coming out coming off of Infinity War, which that was the big point of Infinity is w- War was trying to make us understand at least Thanos', Thanos per- perspective. So to be the next villain fo- to follow that up, it's kind of like you got no shot. But I think what Ghost, they were able to do with that character was really add in an interesting element that she, she was given power, but it also was crippling her. And mm-hmm. Self-preservation kind of led her to make a lot of the decisions she had to and also to and this is just pure desire to get vengeance for what happened to her and her dad. So yeah. I thought that was a good parallel that I hadn't seen in a Marvel movie in a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Granted, I feel like this year Marvel's like all three movies that have come out this year for Marvel has really just had really good villains.
1: Yeah, yeah. They definitely have hit their stride as far as writing a good, complex, three dimensional villain who um and and that really that really helps sell these movies as far as why they work so well instead of um you know, instead of having the uh two dimensional, you know, cartoonish um villain that you get that this genre. You mean Doctor
0: Doctor Poison?
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. easily fall in, fall in, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like they got all of their heroes away, out of the way, yeah. and they're just like, okay, now we're going to really introduce the badasses, and you know what we're not going to do? We're not going to put them all on one squad because that makes no sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man Now I was going to save this For the end of the show But just in case people don't tune around For our um, Just beat for beat routine Sign off I did want to mention to everyone That we are moving our recording schedule To Thursday nights Um, I just this week Made some decisions And freed up some some of my time Will has no life apparently and so it's always, no. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just, it works with our format a little bit better. So as of next week, we will no longer be recording on Sunday nights, but we will be moving to Thursday nights and hopefully then you can listen to us on your Friday morning drive to work.
1: Yep. Yep. And here Sarah be mean to me, you know, that set up on, on Monday morning. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I save it. It's it's just. It's just such a great time because by thursday i'm really frustrated with everything in the world and yeah. i can just unload yeah my frustration on our producer
1: yes yes it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> he goes above and beyond for this show so you know it's it's always the good guys who finish live now <laughs> 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 all right so back to the show or the schmo yeah. So we had a titles week. We did. It felt weird. It, it, you know, Sam Levine, you were my hero at one point this year, but now you are the true villain of this league. <laughs> because <laughs> your decision has just put a whole, threw a whole wrench out there. And I got titles matches, but I there was, Okay, let's start with Andrico and Bibiani. Yeah, let's start with them. Because I saw their first match, and their first match is one of the ma- matches that I I recommend people who are new to this this league to watch because it is truly just great movie trivia at mm-hmm. its core. Mm-hmm. And so it was cool to see all of a sudden two years later for them to return and. And they've both done different things. They both have had a lot of history with the league now. Um, but to come face to face again. And, man, I thought Andrico had it. I really did. And yeah. I was going to be so happy for not only him, but Emma, for a Fife, just because she's been put through the ringer these last few weeks. And Bibiani. I, I don't know, sir. Sometimes you do really good and you are the beast. Other times you are a wimp and you suck. Yep. <laughs> and, and I feel like luck just played in his favor.
1: It did. Like, it totally did. Um, and I, w- I felt the same way when I was watching that match. Actually, it was a enjoyable match to watch. It had, you know, good energy compared to some of the ones that we've talked about over the last few mm-hmm. weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, that that last question um and just how they played it and uh, you know it, that suspenseful moment um it, it i was crushed i was like oh it's kind of a gut punch as far as a viewer uh yeah. because it, you just felt that the match was just going to in his way mm-hmm. and then and then he just falters there at the end and um yeah did it, you
0: know the answer
1: um what's the question again i, I
0: what were the name of the? <laughs> I want to say robotic arms, arms. that help.
1: It's Tony Stark, right? Mhm. Yeah. Um. Uh, I did not know the answer.
0: Okay, I'm pretty sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, but I'm pretty sure I saw an image, um, on one of the Facebook pages for the showdown, and they, it said it showed how both of them, if you put both of them together. One says you, and the other says dummy. Yeah. So it's you, dummy.
1: You dummy, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's correct. <laughs> that was that, that was the correct answer. And uh, yeah, it felt like I guess I said even though I didn't know the answer, uh, and I was racking my brain whenever it was like, Tweedledee, Tweedledum, I just didn't know.
2: Yeah.
1: And then yeah, you dummy, and because I was really re- you know it was like it was like you know it was cheering for your favorite team and then just like guy fumbles the ball at the goal line and, you know, the other team holds on to win. It was that kind of feeling, you
0: know. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about sports
1: right now. That's right. You're talking about sports, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's something that's completely alien to you. <laughs> uh, let's see. In your, it, it, so, in your case, it was like the the, the, the Wi-Fi cut out right before the end of that YouTube video you were watching.
2: Well, we
0: have to <laughs> talk. Um, <laughs> I can take the crap, I just can't, or I can give the crap, I just can't take the crap. <laughs> um, so something also interesting happened during the post interviews. Viviani calls out Guy. Yes. Okay, guys, he, he beat Dan Merrill one, one time. Now it was a great match and I totally understand this, but not everybody can just now all of a sudden want to play <laughs> Guy to see if Guy could beat them. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> It just doesn't make any
1: sense to me. Yeah, uh, it was it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, you're calling them out, and you know, we're still not sure if that was. I mean, granted, Guy has really been bringing it at at all, but it was it a fluke that he You know, was Merle just really having an off day? And like, if you know, if they had a best of five, Merle would like. Kick his ass four out of the five times, or, or you know, or is guy legit? And I thought great. Was- right. the,
0: the the true test will be when he faces Mark. Yeah. And then if he beats Mark, then we know it wasn't a fluke.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So, but you know, granted, everybody has their their moments, and that's what's so interesting about this show is that you can one game be really really good, get all the questions like Bibiani and. And Draco, their mm-hmm. first match, they they scored scored the first perfect rounds yep, ever yep. on the show. Mm-hmm. And then this matchup, they started missing questions left and right. And Draco did that weird thing during the speed round where he would buzz he buzzed into every single question. Yep. He would get one right, get one wrong, wrong. get one right, get one, get one wrong. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just <laughs> and like, how did you do that? Yep. <laughs> So it's lit. But then later this week, we had the title match for the team division.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Shire Wolves versus Brianne Chandler, who was cashing in on her um, free for all win.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And I forget her partner's name. And all I can say is, Brianne, I don't know why you didn't go for the singles belt. Because you alone are really good, and I don't think you need a teammate. And it just, it, it. She kind of, her teammate let her down.
1: Yeah. Um. It. it, He did. I mean, and I freely admit, I this match did not was not compelling to me. I quite honestly kind of dozed off around round three, (laughs) and then I woke up and. And, and saw so where Shire, the Shire Wolves won. Um, and, and part of it was because her, her partner let her down. I mean, it was just a very uninspired showdown. And yeah. given, given the very strong matches that we've, we've had over the last few weeks, even, I mean, even Cushing and, and Canopic was in their Michael induced,
2: match
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was had had more energy draw, and, and more interest to me just because i mean one it was just an endurance test to see he was gonna like you know finally like miss one uh but this one just didn't do anything for me and i even 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 for, even when i was watching that we i think i, I dm'd it and, and you were watching it, just watched it as well and you know it's like it's not doing it for me <laughs>
2: Right.
1: And then uh, on Saturday morning, and I was like, oh, uh, you got back
0: to me. <laughs> I, um, I found myself feeling bad for the competitors. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and that is a clear sign that somebody is playing a game that is way out of their league mm-hmm. or against somebody who's way out of their league, and it's just unfair. Yeah. And I never want to see that in a title match. No, no. And I think that was part of it where it's just like, you know, Cushing and Clark Wolf, they, they are really talented and strong. They get in their way, their, their own way a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think Brianne just, she chose the wrong partner. That was very clear in within the first round. Yeah. And I think the decision to, to risk, to, to cash in such an important thing that she clearly earned on her own, um, and to bring somebody along for the ride, y- you're putting, you're putting your winnings on this other individual when it really should have been just for you. And I totally support her wanting to get a female, um, a belt in the league, but she should have gone after singles. Yeah. I mean, Sam Levine kind of opened that door for her.
1: He did. He did, or, or, so. picked the, or pick the better partner, uh, because, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I saw where they were trying to tease it and all the things before and, and, and everything and, and, um yeah, what's their partner's name? I, I'm, I'm blanking on it because I mean, he was just so re- unremarkable. I, have no idea. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, have
2: no idea. I was
1: like, have I seen this guy before on here or she just, did they just like grabbed someone off the street. I mean, <laughs>
0: So my question is with, okay, Mike Kalinowski totally threw a curveball within the team division and he made everybody basically names in a hat, drew partners. What happens now though? Because if Clark and Cush, Clark and, um, Rachel Cushing have the belts, mm-hmm. but they've been assigned to other teammates. So do those teams just suddenly get canceled because like you you have they they have the belts.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have the belts. I About mean, I, Yeah, uh let's see I'm trying to think of how what will be a WWE kind of like uh res- resolution to this. Um
0: Because I really wanted to see Rachel Cushing and Andrew Guy compete on the same team. (laughs) I really did want to see that, and I'm going to be very disappointed if that doesn't happen.
1: I think, yeah, I don't know, but I think they're going to continue, I think they're going to do the reseeding or just reshuffling of those teams, and those matchups. So, so, yeah, I mean, for, you know, for anarchy, so I, I think this is going to be, you know, this is a draw, and And so it's a new, you know, I guess a new season or whatever. And I'll just run with
0: that. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: Interesting. Well, other changes are occurring on Collider. They started this week, Collider Live,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, hosted by Christian Harloff, and who's also was at one point the commissioner of the league, but really the true puppeteering of that whole show. And it's um. Did you watch Collider Life at all?
1: I did. I did. I watched all three. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: So so it's kind of. It, I I feel like I was pitched a program that halfway delivered content mm-hmm. wise. Mm-hmm. Halfway, I think that they have a long way to go to build yeah. it to what Christian really. Wants it to be. I think he's having fun with it, and yeah. I I love watching people who are just having fun. Yeah, like there there's clear energy there mm-hmm. that is always great and lovely. Um, so so what were your thoughts on it on the three day run?
1: I thought oh, the three day run. So it it, it was a very enjoyable, and it reminded me of. I mean, I, I listened to a lot of like sports talk radio and. Um, and it it had that, it had that feel to it as far as, you you know, Mm -hmm. it had that banter. Um, but it was in the entertainment context, of course, and a lot of energy, uh, a lot of good back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was a very honest show in the sense that, um, you know, Chris, Christian was talking about things that's happened to him recently, you know, obviously yep. it was you know Death brother Death's brother, um, you know, also in the Clouder family with uh, John Schneff passing away.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: so it, it it we're so used to seeing them in the context of the Schmodown or some of the you know, Jedi Council and some other things. It was just good to see them dip their toes in this into this, this format where it's a live show. And, yeah, and, and when conversations go off on some weird tangents, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as shaving parts of bodies and, and other things, uh, that
0: was planned. Yeah. They, they had some other weird tangents yeah. that were not planned at all. And no. if I have to see, like everybody, there's a drinking game to be played with Collider Live anytime yeah. LaCroix is mentioned. You mm-hmm. drink
1: You drink yeah not
0: not look for like just drink something else, yep. <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> yeah, that was an ongoing riff that I was like yeah that that you're right, it definitely makes for a good good drinking game, but I, I I think for me, one of the best segments and it just reminded me of some of the things you know, I was just you know doing this podcast with you was the uh when he was talking about uh, the Jedi council and um and, and And the great thing about doing this collater live was to to broaden mm-hmm. out and and, and 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 be able to have the freedom to to talk about other things right and and not the same stuff over and over again and i I really thought about it as far as us as far as like how you know when we first started it was kind of, it, we basically like it was we started off just talking to flash. But over, over the course of time, you know, the year and a half that we've been doing this together, you know, we've branched out to so many more things. And for me, it's a whole, a whole hell of a lot more fun to do that. Right. And, and, and so when he was talking about that, as far as, you know, everybody's like, used to seeing him on Jedi Council and, but now getting to do this collider live and just experiment, play with it, see what works, see what doesn't. That was to me, one of the better segments of the week that stood out.
0: I, and, oh, oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah. I mean, because it just touched me in a way that, you know, I, I could identify with, with what he was talking about.
0: So, so Brett Sheridan is one of my favorite schmo's personalities. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't affiliated with Collider, and I love how that was also an ongoing riff. Yeah. <laughs> especially in the first episode, how Brett's like, "Oh, you need me to hang some stuff."
2: Yeah. <laughs> and so,
0: so, and he he was introduced on the Schmo Snow live show back in early 2016, um, their last phase, and so I love how Christian and Mark brought him over, mm-hmm. um, because he he adds that. That person who is the one in the room scratching their head about what everybody else is talking about, and sometimes, sometimes he does add to the conversation. But it's just so nice to have that other. Mm-hmm. It's like Patricia. I was that.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> he's the Patricia.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> I love you, Patricia.
1: Yeah, I was and thinking of her too.
0: When they had him go to the movie theater and to talk to people. That
1: was the best. Yeah, that was a good, that was, that was in the middle of the day, it's like you know, people are out watching movies and just, yeah, that was a great that was a great bit, I have to admit. That was one of the, probably the second like thing as far as my favorite one for the week.
0: Yeah, I, I just I loved that so much yeah. because he also could not understand the idea of like, Christian telling him to say something, him pausing to listen to it, and then, <laughs> like, it was very bizarre, but I love it. It was adorable. <clears throat> I do have one question, though, as yeah. my voice begins to crack. Why are they in a closet? Like, they, they deserve a little bit more space, and I understand that there's only two sound stages at Collider, mm-hmm. and they... They have a lot of content that they have to get through so they are very limited into their space but what I I like when you say Collider live, I always think of um basically a sideshow going on as the work is done in mm-hmm. the background mmm so I I saw that there were some um, blinds drawn, and I wonder if they open those blinds. Like, granted, we will see the three stooges that we have to talk about in a few minutes, but Cody, RB three, and Copster just hanging out back there, editing away and listening in, but still. You can, you can see the offices, like you can see some of the production stuff. And so I liked when they got the camera falling right around the studio and everything. Like to me, that's more of what I was interested in, like not only them talking, but having, getting a glimpse inside what it's like to work in this little enterprise in the background.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really don't have much more to add to that, what you said. I mean, I think. Um. It, it, again, it, maybe as the sh- collateral concept grows and the show itself grows, and maybe as yeah, I mean, it it, it just could be that uh, this is a new thing they're trying out, and you know, maybe as they get more sponsorships or whatever, patreons, they can they can build it out some more.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there there was an awkward moment, and I was before we started recording, I was trying to find it, but at one point. Mm-hmm. Something happened and Christian got very upset with Copster. And also side note, one of my favorite segments on this show is what they did in the first episode where you got to <laughs> learn about Copster's like shit list of <laughs> He's really upset. I love that so much because it's so funny. Um, but, and then I, I don't think Copster was on the third episode. Which I, was weird.
1: Yeah, come to think of it. Yeah, I think you're right.
0: I think it was Beardo. And that's a nickname. And I'm sorry, you guys, if you're trying to, trying to follow us along. And I'm just, because I, I love the schmoes so much. So I, I know all of these personalities. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was just, that was a weird thing. Um, anything else about Collider Live, Will?
1: Go check it out. It's a fun listen, you know, good background noise while you, uh, while you're at work. If you can, you know, if you can stream, uh, live audio, uh in in your workplace. And, um, it's, you know, it's a fun show. In addition to the bits that we talked about, I mean, they do, um, talk about some of the hot news items of the day. Uh, you know, and, um, Give their reactions as we would expect for for Collider to do. So, yeah, you yeah, know, I think uh, it it has a it started out strong, and I and I think it's going to uh, I think they'll continue to grow.
0: Yep. So we also have some headlines to talk about. Um, we're learning more and more about this year's crossover,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and now we 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 learned this week that. Superman and Lois Lane will be appearing in the crossover.
1: You know, the gold standard of uh, DC Comics coming through this fall screen once again on the crossover. And we have Batwoman. So this is this is like Justice League CW.
0: You're not selling me on it right now.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, you know, it's nothing to be sold. I mean, granted, we've already seen Superman before. I was excited that the fact that they, they're bringing in Lois. Um, a lot of it, will, of course, will depend will depend on how the um, crossover is executed. So far, they have not let us down. I don't think they will let us down this year. My only request is that you have Lois and Iris West actually uh, work together and break a story. Iris is a journalist, so we can hopefully finally get to see her like actually practice journalism. And then just a geek me just wants to see Flash as a race.
0: That's not going to happen.
1: Oh, come on. They'll figure no, it out. No,
0: they already had Supergirl and Flash Race.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that was, yeah. But he ran, yeah, but that was just to help him get back in, back to his, back to his earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like the, oh,
1: okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, well, we've had Flash and Supergirl Race, so now we got to have Flash and Supergirl
0: no, they're gonna do all three. They can't do just the two of them, or yeah. else the internet will be in an uproar about it,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: true so
0: just just f y i and it's also it's i don't know um yeah i I don't know i um I like Tyler hecklin as um Superman, mm-hmm. and that's fine. And I'm curious to see who's going to get cast as Lois Lane, but I also, I, what I, what I kind of don't like about this news is that, you know, you drop a legends, mm-hmm. but then you add Batwoman because mm-hmm. you want to introduce her, her show and you want to just be across the board, very inclusive in your superhero lineup, which they're, they're fully doing now. And, but then you add on Superman and Lois Lane and it's kind of like, well, I thought we were doing things new and fresh and why, why does, why do they have to be there? I don't, yeah. I don't see it yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, well, maybe, you know, as I, I joked before, it's Justice League CW, but, um, it, you know, we've been teased, you know, we've been teased throughout the, all the various shows on with various, you know, an arrow with, you know, clearly Bruce Wayne exists and, um, owner one, even though, you know, they're pretty clear. I don't think they're going to ever bring Batman on because that would just, that would just take up all the oxygen in the room. Um, but we've also been teased with the Green Lantern on more than one occasion. And I know there's all this talk about, you know, doing a film version of Green Lantern, but you know, you've had Ferris, Air, and Show up in Arrow and Flash, and even in a previous crossover, last year's crossover, when they were, you know, at the, um, no, that was Star Labs facility, um, where they had the, the quote unquote, the, the faux hall of justice looking place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but you have had other, I'm thinking it was Ferris, <laughs> Air showed up in the Flash season one, when. Uh, they moved all the metas out of the particle accelerator. That's where it was.
0: Tie it in, Will. Tie it in.
1: Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that, I'm just saying, you know, maybe the other, maybe the other big drop that we'll have with this year's crossover, maybe we'll finally, finally see Green Lantern on, on, uh, in the Arrowverse.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it Ryan Riddle's ruined GL for everyone?
0: <laughs> no, no. I, I just, I I think he, he, that'll really, if you want to piss off, I mean, the Internet is very temperamental. It and is. Very fickle. Yeah. Okay. And it has already gotten upset about the casting of Ruby Rose as Batwoman. Yeah. So now what are you going to do? You're going to add in two other potentially more well-known characters. I mean, Mm -hmm. Superman, for sure, is more well-known, but also then adding Green Lantern lantern, and then suddenly it's like, well, I thought this was that woman's big moment. True, yeah. And big opportunity. And and so, and I mean, what you said before about one of the reasons why they are not going to ever introduce Bruce Wayne on Arrow Watch, they do at the end of the season because we just said that, Um, is because he'll completely suck up all the oxygen in the room. And I think the same can be said if you add in Superman, if you add in Green Lantern and all of these other male characters.
2: Yeah.
0: I I mean, and then who knows? Maybe they add diversity. I I don't know. Casting is these days getting much more um, creative and strategic Mm -hmm. and – and i think that's really good and really impressive and i like seeing that um so so it it could add diversity i'm not saying that it won't i just i don't understand the logic i mean despite us not being relatively disappointed by the past few crossovers they've they all we we always give the same feedback way too many characters not enough like yeah by that by that fourth episode, which was typically the Legends episode, it was like suddenly okay, the big fight scene, everybody gets like two minutes.
1: Right, right, and, and think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the reasons um why they dropped the Legends this year, but because because uh,
0: Sarah hates them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they they listen
1: to your feedback. <laughs> Yeah, but I I was I thought we had talked about this on another show. That's why I I, I yeah, but um,
0: it's been a long hiatus, everybody. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was you know all you know Superman and Lois are going to be on all three of the crossovers, and I, I I see your point in that this was supposed to be Batwoman's big coming out party. And now all of a sudden we've got another one of the the, the holy the, the holy trinity of DC showing up, and and,
0: and Lois is going to get captured. Yeah, Superman has to recruit Kara, and oh wait, he also has to recruit Batwoman mm-hmm. to help him. And then suddenly they get in trouble, and so then they have to call in their friends from the other Earth because I I still think that this is going to take place place on Car's Earth.
1: Well, I think, yeah, and, well, I, and I was looking at the order of the shows this week, so of this year's crossover, so actually, that even though Supergirl now is moving to Sunday night, actually, the Flash is actually going to go first this time, for this crossover.
0: Yeah, so. because they don't want to waste their 100th episode on it.
1: True. Well, there's that, too.
0: Not like Arrow did.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then it got upstaged.
0: <laughs> he but. You Do you remember what happened on the Flash season four? Do you?
1: Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> I I I had, I have not revisited I have left that season behind me. I'm just moving on. <laughs> I have not rewatched a single episode of season four. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Right.
0: Let's
1: go. Season five. Let's go. <laughs>
0: it's been a long hiatus of mourning for the Flash fans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, thankfully we had had a cloak and dagger to, uh, you know, wash the taste of season four out of my mouth.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. And other shows that are getting revived and other news. See, now I just say revived. Revived.
1: <laughs> That's our news. Um, That's our mantra. We should. We should have yeah. Hashtag revived. That's what we're gonna do.
0: Hashtag revived. Hulu has announced that um, it is looking at rebooting Veronica Mars and setting up another season. Not a lot of details about this project. Um, I do have some thoughts I will
1: sit because back I'm and...
0: a ver, I'm a marshmallow, okay. as the cool kids call it.
1: Cool. Uh, yeah. Sit- I will sit back and be quiet. And hear your thoughts.
0: Have you seen Veronica Mars? No, I have not. Yeah, it's. First season is good. First season has Amanda Seyfried in it, mm-hmm. which is very disorienting <laughs> <laughs> because she does this small part and you're just like, that's that's Amanda who's now this big movie star and on this show. And I mean, of course, Christian Bell Kristen Bell's in it, but right. still, you everybody knows that about her, mm-hmm. and so it's common knowledge. So it's not as disoriented. Anyways, the first season is really good. It kind of, it has the sophomore slump. Third season tries to get it back to season three level, but Mm -hmm. doesn't really ever get there. Mm -hmm. And then there's a movie because a few years ago they did a Kickstarter and they raised the money to do a movie.
2: Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: The movie straight to DVD. Okay. I own it. I've seen it a few times. It's if you like the show, and if you're a completist, <laughs> you'll, you'll watch the movie. I don't, it doesn't need to be rebooted. It really doesn't.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me just jump in here. I We are seeing this a lot this year.
2: Uh-huh.
1: It, it's just, it's getting like stuff from the 80s, stuff from the 90s, stuff that was just canceled yesterday It's being <laughs> rebooted. And right. it's just, come on. I mean, clearly, surely there's some fresh ideas out there.
0: Yeah, it's it's bizarre because uh, at the rate that shows new shows get canceled, we are also going back into the 80s, the 90s and now the 2000s to reboot shows. I mean, what this week, are they going to announce that they want to reboot One Tree Hill? There's no need. Yeah, (laughs) it's just it's 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 odd. And um, maybe it's just how sometimes the the movie market and the TV market parallel one another. And so trends, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've in recent years seen a lot of reboots of old movies or sequels to old movies that we never thought were going to happen. And so now suddenly we're seeing that same resurgence in TV. It's just... It's one thing, okay, so, for example, um, we're going to see Roswell, New Mexico come out later this year. Mm -hmm. Roswell is an old WB series back in the, I want to say, early 2000s. Uh Correct. Now, New Mexico... Based off of the trailer, they're doing a lot of the same beats, but you can also see some of the twists. Okay, so it's not exactly beat for beat. They are trying to do something different with it, Um, and that's partly why they moved it to New Mexico. But it's just, there. nobody was like, hey guys, I really want to see Roswell come back. Yeah. Nobody ever said that. <laughs>
1: exactly. I mean, there's a reason why it was cancelled to begin with.
0: Yeah, and it didn't even have that many seasons.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's one of those things where it, I mean, it some shows develop a cult following. Following, it's cool sometimes to see where we've seen, like for example, Sensei on Netflix. Right. Things get cancelled, and they're you know, it has close out various arcs and. And, you know, those shows with those strong followings like that can lobby the studios to, to do you know, to produce that final episode so they can close things. And then there's just a straight-up reboots where it's just, we're just going to take a familiar name and we're going to reboot it, i.e. Magnum P.I. <laughs> and, okay. and Hawaii Bobo and governor mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. and we're just going to, you know, you know, it's the next generation of the, you know, of the famous named character, you know, I, like with MacGabre as his son, with, you know, with Magnum, I'm like, oh, hello, 1980, yeah, we want you back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, maybe it's just the, it's just the familiarity, or is it just that, all the people who are now studio execs grew up on these shows and now they're like, Hey, we want our own version of it.
0: (laughs) Or Or, I I think it also has to do with the impact of streaming services, especially in television is that now original content seems to be more found on the streaming services than on regular TV stations.
2: Yeah, it is. is. Even
0: cable TV shows. So, I I just I wonder if if it's like for um a, a movie writer or a movie director, they they could either make the low budget indie film or they could receive all the money in the world to make their film, but they have a studio that they have to work with and a brand that gets um that comes with that studio and that endorse, endorsement that has some constraints on what they're able to do. Yeah. And maybe that's the same with the difference of choosing NBC over Amazon or NBC over Netflix.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That could definitely be it. Or if you just go to, yeah, you know, and if you definitely want to just go for an older demographic, just go straight to CBS because that's what all their shows are. Between yeah. Murphy Brown and Magnet so.
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Speaking of original content, yeah. we got a trailer dropped this week for American mm-hmm. Vandal Season 2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is so delightful. This is exactly what I needed. So, so they are back. Um, just the masters of the mockumentary are back on board with this and they, they did a really good job because right now there's just, we, me, and I'm sure everybody else has just been inundated with trailers for the nun mm-hmm. and and so, to have that going on and then to watch this trailer, which sets gets set up at a creepy boarding school where something happened, a tragedy occurred, and you find out um that the 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 students that we are following in the first season are now investigating um Shall we call him the turd burglar? Yes. <laughs> Cause there was some food poisoning that occurred and a lot of, a lot of crap
1: occurred. Yes. A lot, a lot.
0: Yeah. What, what are your thoughts, Will?
1: Oh, this is brilliant. I mean, it's, whenever you told me about American Mandel season one, how, you know, who the Dix were, mm-hmm. uh, it was like
0: ball hairs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like juvenile genius I think mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where yes yeah, it's just, it's your it's your juvenile humor but you know when you mix but it's just built on the uh American crime story mockumentary documentary A&E you know any one of those like documentaries that you see on like cable and built on you know and investigating that go check out season one Built on that, it is just hilarious. So when I saw, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday this week, when when I saw the uh, saw the second trailer drop, I I I was just I was on the floor laughing. I mean, I was like, this is a genius. I mean, it's got food, it's got videographers coming back, and this is the just the trailer and just the, the starting out with a nun right. and setting a scene, and it's just hilarious. I mean. I, I can't wait to watch this show, even though yeah. it's like, it's like, yeah, the the brownout, you know? It's just, it's
0: just <laughs> I laughed so hard when they said that, the yeah. brownout. Yeah, it's I, I did yeah. I'm really curious because what surprised me about American Vandal is that they, they ended up not only being very juvenile about the content um but they also allowed much more subtly a this whole idea of when you're in high school you don't know who you are and you have a lot of adults telling you who you are and do you either follow what you're being told you are and that's how you exist in the world and that's who you become or do you really make your own decisions and allow your life to just happen naturally. Mm -hmm. And so that whole idea about identity in high school and trying to figure that out and how that impacts the rest of your life. And so I'm curious about to see what they do in this season on either expanding on that or maybe bringing up vulnerability and how a lot of us, I mean, we all have, we all do, Y'all crap people. I hate to tell you, there's even a book called Everybody Poops, everybody, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but there, but there's also like embarrassment tied with things that everybody does just naturally. Yeah, and well, so it, it'll, I'm curious as to what, if they're able to hit you, like not only with the humor, but emotionally and really tell a good story at the end of the day with this second season.
1: Yeah, and also another thing about with that trailer that, uh, it also touches on his fame because it's, when you see in there, you see the turd burglar and you see his Instagram page and the, the the follower and it talks, you know, goes off the charts and yeah. talk about that and, and, you know, it gets into the follow up on your point about, you know, being a teen and finding yourself and stuff. And, you know, it also touches on the, the embarrassment and, The tagging of people, you know, Mm -hmm. cyberbullying on social Mm -hmm. media and stuff. So, you know, so it also touches on that too. So, how how easy it is uh, for people to cyberbully and treat people horribly on social media, and this horrible event where you're like crapping your pants and it's broadcast over the internet, and and uh, you know the harm that and embarrassment that people feel from from that. And also, just the you know how people using the internet to try to you know gain fame, and you know he's doing his notorious act to to become this famous person, whoever the driver is,
0: yeah, I think you're on to something there because the they're bringing back the same kids from the first season, so and with with that, you have them. Um, to parallel the whole investigation, but you have them dealing with their own fame, having released this documentary, having kind of unmasked a lot of the, the social context that was occurring at their own high school. Mm-hmm. And now they've reached a broader audience probably. Mm-hmm. And so when they get this request to go do this investigation, they're probably also dealing with they're no longer just the kids who are right. just asking the questions. They're right. now people who have already yep. investigated and made a product.
1: Yep. They have reputation. And what that yes. does
0: with somebody so young.
1: Yep. Yep. They have reputation to uphold because you know they were, they, you know, they do have that notoriety from season, from you know, their investigations in season one. So yeah. people don't expect results. And, yeah. And, um, So they're like, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's a very, you know, again, it's very easy to, like, get lost in the, you know, the poop emojis and the the humor, the, the, you know, the bodily function humor that, you know, folks will be like, oh, this, yeah, this is not, you know, taking the show seriously at all, but it really does get into a lot of deeper issues, and I think that's why, I mean, for me, that's why season one worked, and I think, uh, I don't think they'll have a
0: softball club. Absolutely. I'm I'm so glad that this show is coming back. I think the first season was brilliant. It's a really quick binge yeah. for those who haven't seen it. I highly recommend it.
2: Yeah, like you will episodes, laugh, yeah.
0: but you will also find yourself caught up in the investigation. And I I can't wait for season two. I'm kind of disappointed with Netflix right now because – this summer would have been a great time to drop season two of American Vandal. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I worry about the strategies right now on when these things are being dropped, because not everything can come out in the fall and be a hit.
1: Right.
0: And, and so I, I feel like Netflix is making some poor scheduling um decisions, but we'll see when this gets dropped and if it, and if it hits again, or if it, Misses because there's just too much other things going on.
1: Yeah, so it's September the 14th, so it's.
0: Oh, that's not bad. I take it all back.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> it, but you're right, though. I mean, it is right at the cusp of the start of the fall TV season for, for the networks. So, I mean, Big Fox will be bringing some shows back, and, and also, uh, I guess, scheduling wise, they probably did. It, because it is a starter
0: school. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm. I grew up in Alaska. Our school yeah. has already started.
1: Yeah, we we start tomorrow, but um, but yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't
0: know. All right. I'll, All i I right. think that's it for us tonight. I think so. So uh, on that note, Will, can you tell our listeners where they can find you?
1: Yes, you can find me at Will and Polk. That's W I L L M P O L K.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at S.J. Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Seed and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. We will be off next week, technically. But remember, we're moving to Thursdays. So we will be recording September 6th and hopefully release a brand new episode on September 7th with more rants, raves, and reviews. Good night. Geek out. You are well.